everyone, welcome to episode 37 of The Big Review Ski, a very special own Doherty list episode. Woo! Biggest a, cheer in the history of the show. It is a for celebration uh, because he's, he's not here again, uh, but he'll explain himself why he isn't here. In his place, we've got Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart talking to her delays, lovely Denise, about their new movie, Night School. Uh, loads of reviews. Uh, the lovely Paul Moore. Oh, thank who, you. Who's, who's already... It's uh, great. You've got so much room for activities now. I know. This is there's a lot no of room. On. There's, a lot of, there's a lot more uh, air in the room. I was contemplating, you know, like that episode of The Simpsons when Marge moves out and, and Homer builds a replica Marge. Sure. With, like, you know, the big tree. I was contemplating doing that with Owen. A like get, own. Yeah, getting some pillows and, like, having his voice on a loop or something like that. Sure. Uh, but, you know, there's still some time we got, like, a fair bit of time we could talk about movies or we could do that. Well, you know... Editing means we can uh, we can just kind of splice him in however or whenever we want. Okay, so I'm looking around the studio now, looking at things I could use to build a replica own. It's like MacGyver. Okay, so while you're keeping busy, yeah, clearly, yeah, <laughs> uh, we have this week's big question. Now, as much as we'd love to celebrate that own isn't here, guess who supplied this week's big question? Uh, Tiffany Haddish. Close. Kevin Hart. In a lot of ways, he uh, own is uh, Northern Ireland's Tiffany Haddish. See, like he's he's not here so often now. It just I'm just sort of just like I'm gonna give up on him. Yeah, yeah. The, the new replica own, which I managed to build in the in the, the ninety seconds. seconds yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like this is like you know that's 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 better. Well, replica own. What uh, do you think? Why don't you give us your big question for this week's big review, Ski? Hello, my fellow film friends. Sorry I can't be with you there today. Um, it's actually for reasons that will become apparent later on. And yes, it does have something to do with the fact that I completely messed up um, the High Clue competition last week. I, st- I can't even bring myself to talk about it. But it is over to me for this week's big question on the Big Review Ski. And for this week's big question on the Big Review Ski... Because Tiffany Haddish is one of our guests this week and she's one of the stars of Night School, she joins the ranks of famous film, fictional, filmy, fictional, I can't think of any other Fs, teachers. So I want to know who is your favourite teacher uh, out of any films? There's another F. Uh, So yeah, who are you going for? That's a lot of Fs. There's a lot of Fs. There's a lot of spit on his microphone right now. But... uh, Okay, so I thought it was a, I thought it was a good question, and immediately I was like, "Oh, I I know what the, I know what my answer is," mm. uh, and literally as I was about to choose my answer, I was like, "Oh, wait, no," and another one came to mind. Uh, the reason I mention this is because much I, every week I, I make fun of Owen for being a bit of an open book mm. and guessing ahead of time who he picks, and sometimes I get really close. Uh, so, you know. Owen has done the same. He, kind of, he guessed you. He he didn't. He, see, guessed, was, he guessed both see, of us. The first thing when I heard this question, I was thinking that there's a lot of like mentors. Like Mr. Miyagi's a mentor, but he's sure. not a teacher. Like in the sense that sure. he's in a school, if you know he, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mind kind of went to like you know the those type. But then I I did settle on one. But I'm curious to see what he guessed about you now. Well, well, he's actually guessed both of ours. So let's hear what his guesses were first before we actually uh, give our answers. Hmm. Just as a wee side note on the favourite film teachers, I reckon Rory is going to go for Tina Fey in Mean Girls and Paul is going to go for Woody Harrelson in Edge of Seventeen. Who's a predictable one now? You, I'm willing to bet my life on it. Um, not actually, but uh, that's who I reckon you're going for. So we can kill him if he doesn't get them right then. Uh, that's what he said. He, yes, that's yeah. verbatim. It's legal fact now. Um, 
Okay, so I have written up the email uh, with the sound clip to send the sound guy. Hey, sound guy. Hey. Yeah. Uh, and it was the clip of Tina Fey. No way. From, from me and girls. And as I was writing it up, uh, I realized I actually had a different answer in mind. So he was so close to getting mine right. But here is my actual favorite teacher in the movie. You, you're not bust here. Do you have a choice to get on that bus? Man, you come and live in my neighborhood for one week, and then you tell me if you got a choice. There are a lot of people who live in your neighborhood who choose not to get on that bus. What do they choose to do? They choose to go out and sell drugs. They choose to go out and kill people. They choose to do a lot of other things, but they choose not to get on that bus. The people who choose to get on that bus, which are you, are the people who are saying, I will not carry myself down to die. When I go to my grave, my head will be high. That is a choice. Oh. There are no victims in that classroom. <laughs> Do you know what that film is? I was thinking, um, I want to say, and I think I'm wrong, is that Dangerous Minds? It is Dangerous Minds. It's Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. from Dangerous Minds. I remember seeing that in the cinema when it came out. Um, I just getting very emotionally caught up in, in her story. Uh, plus Gangster's Paradise. That's true. That's In fairness, when I think of Dangerous Minds, I think it Gangster's Paradise. Yeah, it's the music video where like Coolio's shouting the words in her face and she's just sitting there in a leather jacket just like, Cool. Looking cool. She's Michelle Pfeiffer. She's, she's cool. This is yeah. She's yeah. ageless as well. Uh, so she was my Tina Fey uh, is a great shape though. She well. she's great too. Like mm. she pushes people. She's a pusher. Yeah. So. In fairness, he was so close to being right with he you. Was so close. Was he close at all? Not to even right close. Because oh. I not even close. Not even close. I know. Even I wasn't close to what I wanted with this question because what? I had a look, good thing about answer. this. I know. How can you not be close? And then I only realised it dawned on me that my one of my favourite characters of all time mm. is actually a teacher, but you never associate this person with the teaching side of his persona. And okay. you'll probably hear it now, and I guarantee Owen's kicked himself for not getting this too. Okay. Archaeology is the search for fact. Not truth. If it's truth you're interested in, Dr. Tyree's philosophy class is right down the hall. <laughs> so forget any ideas you got about lost cities, exotic travel, and digging up the world. We do not follow maps to buried treasure, and X never, ever marks the spot. And later in that film, X does mark the spot. It turns out it, yeah, does. it is. Because I would never... Not a great teacher, are I, you? He's terrible. He's never in class. <laughs> he doesn't mark his papers, and he climbed out the window just to avoid all the students. Well... Sometimes. You know, he's got to go find the Ark of the Covenant and on, yeah. you know, the Sanctuary so Stones like, and all that stuff. Indiana Jones, uh, sexiest teacher of all time? He does have the I love you bit. Remember the, te- the, girl. the students? Yeah, yeah she like making the, go- the, the, the goonies. Yeah. Uh, sexiest teacher. That's next week's question. <laughs> yeah, that's like... <laughs> yes. Yeah, most rideable teachers going. Uh, yeah. Oh my. Oh my. It's just going to be a lot of our teachers. It's getting very hot here. <laughs> but yeah, Indiana Jones, and I completely forgot that he was a teacher. So who would you guess is Owen's choice? Uh, I have to say given his man love for the actor and the fact that uh, he used him in a high clue not too long ago I'm going to go Robin Williams in uh, Dead Poets Society okay just because I know he's a massive fan of Robin and we have had the oh, oh Captain My Captain speech a few times in the show mentioned in different ways well let's see for a second week in a row, I'm actually having an Alan Rickman love fest, uh, which sounds dodgy, but it's not, uh, because I did pick him as Hans Gruber last week as one of my favourite uh, characters from the 1980s. Uh, but this week, I'm going for his just iconic performance 
as Professor Severus Snape in the Harry Potter film series, um, which is just a complete masterclass in acting. Um, regardless of whether you like the Harry Potter films or not, like Alan Rickman uh, in those films, just perfectly balanced and nuanced performances from being just <laughs> a horrible, horrible person to completely terrifying to completely heartbreaking. And um, if you haven't seen the films or his performances, uh, do go and watch them because he is just in a, in a series with unbelievable standout performances. Uh, his is just uh, it's just perfect. So, yeah, Alan Rickman as Professor Severus Snape. There will be no foolish wand-waving or silly incantations in this class. As such, I don't expect many of you to appreciate the subtle science and exact art that is potion-making. However, for those select few who possess the predisposition, I can teach you how to bewitch the mind and ensnare the senses. I can tell you how to bottle fame, brew glory, and even put a stopper in death. Then again, maybe some of you have come to Hogwarts in possession of abilities so formidable that you feel confident enough to not pay attention. Mr. Potter, our new celebrity. I could literally listen to him talk all I w- day. I always wondered, like, on his first read through, does he just read them like, uh, yeah, brew the potion, uh, bottle death, uh, Mr. Potter, that's it, and just reads it like normal? Or does he put on the Rickman tone and drawl and elongation? It's like his unique diction uh, and pronunciation and timing of the delivery of every word. He's like, like, he's just such a genius. And like anyone else could read those lines and be like, and it sounds crap, but like he's just so good. But the thing is, and you know yourself that like screen time is so precious, but you kind of just want them to just draw yeah. it out even longer. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but every film, I would actually feel cheated if he kind of just rattles through speaking like we would, like mm. normal people. Sure. Mm. I, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, his his character's arc in Harry Potter was heartbreaking as own character. actually just but chatting you, about that today. Yeah, but yeah. you were you were wrong. Uh, you did get a different. I did think he'd go for oh, Captain, my Captain now. Yeah, but I'm you know sure we can't have Rob sure Williams on every week. You no, know we can't. We can't. Apparently, we can't have Alan Rickman on every week. True that. So that was the big question on the big review scale this week's big show. What is not featuring Owen? Hooray! Uh, up next is Paul's sample high clue. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, well, oh, I did, did? Well, I, well, I didn't in the sense that I actually did it this done, week, but goody. you know, I forgot that we have high clues on this show. You know, it's only thirty-seven episodes. Well, it's sure. only me guessing it, so there's literally no pressure. So if you don't get it, it's it's pretty <laughs> bad. It's all on me, which well, is great. Well, I mean, uh, I did really well with pressure. Well, we have this the mock-up own here, it's so fair. he won't get it either. But no. then again, the real own wouldn't the, get it too. This, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good. Uh, this dude's hanging on our every word. Hey, own too. Right up. First line. Once had a guitar. Okay. Uh, second line: no horse, no drugs, and and and. And third line: God on Suzuki. God on Suzuki. 
You play. You spelling Suzuki like the uh, like, like the, bike? the bike or yeah, the electronics company or whatever Suzuki. Okay. UKI once had a guitar. Five. No horse. No drugs. And 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 seven. God on Suzuki. Five. Okay. Uh, I have no idea. Do you know? <laughs> no horse and no drugs. Yeah. Uh, nope. Is it God on Suzuki? Uh, not, nothing come to mind. Sound guy probably has it. Sound guy? No. <laughs> no. He's as stumped as I am. Well, the two owns, the real own and the fake one we have here in the studio, they're clueless. Give me a uh, hint. Okay, a big hint. Yeah. Massive one. There's a name of a film, standalone film, one word, in that high clue. Once, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big clue. But... What the... Like, okay, the actor. Uh, the I can't remember his name. The Frames. Ah, uh, oh, I forgot what's uh, his name. Ah, sound guy definitely knows who's the lead singer of the Frames. He doesn't seem he does. to. <laughs> of course he does. Everyone does. It's gone. It's gone from my mind. No, you got to. He did to win me. an Oscar as well. There's not too many Irish Oscar winners. Glenn Hansard. There you go. Thank you. Okay, so Glenn Hansard. In it's. I can't be once. Obviously, no, it's not once. But what else was Glenn Hansard in? His breakthrough film. Uh, he was in a a uh, supporting role in it. Let's say. No, what God, is it? God coming in on a Suzuki. Just tell tell me what it is. The commitments. Oh, okay. Uh, once had a guitar. Glenn Hansard is the guitarist in the commitments. Okay. No horse, no drugs. Because when the horse tries to get in the lift, yeah, not allowed. And no drugs when they're having the audition. He said, "I thought you were selling drugs." Right. Not there. And 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 were a name of the band that he wanted to call themselves. Uh, the the one of the characters he said he played for a band called And and and. And God on Zuki is Jimmy Lipsfagen who said, uh, "What was it?" Uh, uh, yeah, said the famous line is God's going to come here and he goes on the back of it F and Suzuki and of course you were chatting to the cast of Rosie which we'll be talking about next week so Roddy Doyle's next film oh right yeah great yeah it makes sense now doesn't it right yeah. see this is what it feels like to be me I never get your very layered high clues yeah plus uh, I get a, actually feel that Owen would have gotten that in like half a second you think had he been here well Glenn Hansard maybe because like you know Owen's I, all no I totally got Owen's it. I just, all I like, to Owen's all like the Owen da, musical. Of, like not getting it he's all musical background and all that jazz isn't he speaking of musical background nice segue it is time for the top 10 but since Owen's not here guess oh, what we're yeah. doing T Swift hit if this was a movie. I was thinking for a second <laughs> it was your one who did the uh, Conair and Cody Ugly. What's her name? Uh, Leanne Rhymes. I thought for a second they yeah. all sound the same. It's all that country jazz, yeah, yeah. It was back when she she was a country. It's like artiste. that bit in Ted. Like all ninety songs can be done with just vowels. Like yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's all country music. It's the same. Top ten Irish box office number ten Hotel Transylvania three nearly gone. I want to hear to. Uh, elongate his I think, problem I think before he comes back we should go see it repeated times so it's in the charts next week just to keep it here yeah so he absolutely. can prolong the misery number nine was the Predator which is dropping out pretty quickly we've had our discussions about this not a, not huge fans uh, not would, a, you be, would you be would you be in a rush if they did a sequel and how would you want them to proceed with the universe because there is smaller budget different director uh Keep, keep it to one predator. Keep, keep it to horror. Yeah, not not try to be too smart about it. Uh, the, the, the 
because uh, the same problem with Jaws the same problem with Alien we, I don't need a backstory I don't need plot it, it, the whole thing here is that it's a scary thing trying to hunt people hmm. that is the plot I don't need you to expand on that that's fine number 8 is Disney's Christopher Robin which no we're still, we're still, still haven't seen it number 7 is The Little Stranger yeah um, you were in, uh, not the biggest fan of that Rory when you saw last week no. it's a hard one to pitch though I always find gothic horror like that unless you have kind of the jumps of like the others and stuff which the trailer was really creepily marketed around and the, yeah. woman, the woman in black yep. this seems more like an actor's piece which isn't a bad thing in particular but I always get the feeling that there was this trailer itself didn't grab me too much as a horror film I was wondering mm. did it kind of fall between two stools it just wasn't scary enough um, and if you're marketing in a film as a gothic horror drama and if it's not scary then you've failed Mm. Uh, the audience well hopefully people realise Lenny's back work as well and they, they do go see it check mm. out some of his other stuff oh yeah like he's, he's a genius he's, he's, he's allowed to, he's allowed one misstep like mm. he's Lenny so we're fine number 6 is mile 22 uh, decent action lost in uh, some really really terrible characters and an, a complete non-ending it just ends and it's like you wait till the next one and uh, it bombs terribly in America Which so is strange, not going to be a next one Berg was on a, a little bit of a decent run granted Battleship was terrible but he kind of redeemed themselves by going stripping back the budget and you know he did the Patriot's Day Lone Survivor Deepwater Horizon which were very good character driven films so maybe he should just sort of stick to the character stuff as opposed to the big budget spectacles and stuff you know probably like his films don't his films kind of cost they still cost some money yeah The Kingdom and Welcome to the Jungle would have cost a bit would they yeah and even like Deepwater Horizon was dear enough yeah, the, it, yeah I like the uh, the explosions that yeah. were good yeah. it, like, they're better than he deserves Mile 22 is, is not as good as, as any of them as any of them I can speak English <laughs> it's fine. number 5 is The Nun which was terrible yeah not a fan number 4 still was still gonna get like 5 sequels to that though oh like, so much money. at least like it's Sequel City there's so much money to be made The Nuns me. Nuns on the Run Nuns too. yeah the nunning the nunning the nunjuring oof the nun nun like narrow zero have nun nun yeah why don't you try to brainstorm some of these like we did with the, always next week like we did with Sherlock Gnomes yes but they were good oh great what you're doing right now is terrible I'm just it's, it's anything really that, anything rhymes with nun I've got, <laughs> I've got none left great then we can move on number four is a simple favour uh, which was uh, kind of an all girl gone girl for the first half and the second half mm, kind of fell apart not great number three is Crasians or Crazy Rich Asians uh, if you're really insisting on calling it by its full name but Crasians is right there yeah it's pretty, pretty there but uh, yeah it wasn't uh, there was one character I've reflected on who actually seemed like a proper person Aquafina yeah yeah. and then everyone else was uh, I know it's the, it's like it doesn't really matter because you know rich people are we were big fans of rich people who are handsome and oh. talented in this show aren't we yep. but like yeah there was no one you could really empathise with and mm. if you don't really have that you're not really involved too much in it but um, as you said good to see that it's doing uh, doing good business anyway and the sequel I think is due for next year oh they'll keep they'll keep them coming out once, yeah. once those creations keep making that money gotta make that creation money number two Black 47 made over a million already in the Irish box office alone has broken into the UK top 10 which is incredible well, yeah but it is at number 2 it <gasps> didn't remain at number 1 because at number 1 House of Scotland as well really yeah oh, it's a kids that. film in fairness it was 5 just from the previews alone last yeah. week so I knew it would do quite well yeah I uh, got to see this uh, last week and was chatting to Jack Black and Kate Blanchett I really enjoyed the scenes when they're on screen together because they do 
there's a level of writing that you don't really see in kids films that they're afraid they're not to have a go and pop at each other and it really um, it really fizzes it does drop in the middle section though as they kind of introduce a subplot which feels a bit shoehorned in there and it's very noticeable when Blanchett and Black are away from the screen but uh, Eli Roth um, a director who you would never associate with doing a kids film does handle the scares quite well some of the CGI um, mixed in with kind of the old practical effects is quite good and from that money and that taken alone I'd be interested to see if they go back and do a second but would Black Blanchett want to do a sequel I wonder she doesn't strike me as the type who get locked into a, a franchise or a saga yeah meh I don't know, like, maybe she's like, I'm doing this for my nieces and nephews and mm. they like to see me in kids' films. What was the kid's name? Uh, Owen Vaccaro is the actor's name. Lewis yeah. is his character's name, yeah. So you interviewed him and Eli Roth, yeah. and that's up on the Joe website right now, and you also interviewed Kate Blanchett and Jack Black, which is in the most recent episode of The Big Review. So if you want to go back and listen to Paul talk to all these rich and famous people, yeah. you, you can totally do that. Uh, that. They went well. It was, yeah, they were really lovely. Uh, yeah, Jack Black is... Uh, Full of, full of beans as you'd expect he is very very Jack Black and Kate Blanchett is you're very aware that it's Kate Blanchett because she's a two time Oscar winner and it's Kate Blanchett but she was great and that was the top 10 at the Irish box office now we've got a uh, special guest uh, with technically three but one of them is going to introduce Dieter to Denise from her today how are you doing I'm great how are you I'm really good I'm so happy to have you on uh, on, on the big review ski and Replacing Owen, and mm-hmm. I think already it's it's going to work. It's out. it's flying. He's never coming back. I can't see it. I can't see a reason for him to come back. No, 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 not at all. No. no. Now, there's a very specific reason we've asked you here today, and it's because you had the opportunity to uh, interview Kevin Hart plus my future wife Tiffany Haddish. Who she know that? Yeah. Well, she'll she'll know. I, I, asked, there, I asked Denise to pass along the note when she when they were talking, so I'm sure it'll, it's, it's uh, Mr. Rory Hadish. It's a, a it's nice a, name to it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's, it's a real old school romance. Like I'm, it's it's all notes and it's all longing glances that she doesn't see because she's on the cinema screen and I'm sitting Solid. in the audience. Solid. Uh, but you got to talk to the two of them for this week's big release, Night School. Uh, before we get to the interview, can you tell us what the movie's about? So Night School is about a guy called Teddy Walker who is played by Kevin Hart and he is a really successful salesman but like unfortunately he takes an unexpected turn life kind of goes tits up for him and he is forced to go back to secondary school to get his GED and it's just about his journey trying to get it and it's just absolutely hilarious And how does Tiffany Haddish's character fall into his story? She is the night school teacher Alright The so, GED is like our leaving cert I guess is it? It would kind of be yeah it's like, it's like the certificate you get when you finish high school so relatively like the our leaving cert yeah Never got it <laughs> That's why we have a career in film talking <laughs> Get you life on my smile uh, And how were Kevin and Tiffany were they were they super starry? Were they grounded they, when you chatted to them? It was actually funny. I was expecting to go into it and that Kevin would be like off the wall, crazy, funny, full of laughs. And Tiffany would kind of be the same. But it turned out that Tiffany was just mad. Like she was insane. And then Kevin kind of kept trying to bring her back down to earth to answer the questions. Sure. And I, I was really surprised by that because I wasn't expecting that from him. Like he was a real serious, like smooth talker, funny, of course, but like a lot more grounded than I expected. And then Tiffany, she's just batshit crazy. She is hilarious. See, this is I why, approve. This I is why so you're approve. Her. Yeah. You're, yeah. yeah, you approve of the coupling. That's completely, fine. That's great. Completely, completely. Right. <laughs> well, here is Denise talking to Kevin and Tiffany. 
Firstly, I must say congratulations on the film. It is incredible. Thank, Thank you. you. Your chemistry on screen, it's undeniable. You can tell you've been friends for so long. What was it like coming together to make this film? It was fun and exciting. And like, fi- finally, finally. <laughs> that's how I felt about it. She's saying finally because that's her way of saying, Kevin, what took you so long. Honestly. Uh, you know what? I think it was it was dope. It's, it's good to work with somebody that you not only respect, but that you admire. You mm-hmm. know, her story is an amazing story. Uh, you know, my journey to where I am and how I got here is an amazing one. And there's a there's a high level of appreciation for the opportunity at hand. And when you understand that and you get that, you have a, a level of hard work that shows. And the people around you that are working with you, they feed off of that. So yeah. for the rest of the cast, to the director, to the to all of the crew, you know, our days weren't long days. They were they were fun days. Yeah. As shows in our film. And the two of you, you're like the king and queen of roasting, from roasting other characters in the movie to like other celebrities. If you were to hold a roast and you got to roast any celebrity of your choice, who would you choose and why? Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> because he would never forgive me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wait a minute. You can't. I would roast Jesus. No, don't. We're not roasting Jesus, <laughs> Tiffany. Jesus would laugh. No, he no, would like it. No. Okay. <laughs> I'd be like, turn this water in the vodka, Jesus. No, uh, Show me. Bye, yeah. Look at you, Jesus. I would say, I roast Cube. Ice Cube? Yeah, I roast Cube. Well, then I roast Jada. The reason why I said cube because I love that people don't think cube can take a joke and it can, but people be so afraid to mess with it. But I, I pick a cube all day. Oh, really? All day. I just talk about his big jeans. <laughs> not, not the eye? No, I just say, well, how come he's so big at the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> jeans are so big at the bottom. Because yeah. I still watch the roast of Justin Bieber. It's TV gold. Oh, like, yeah, it's good brilliant. It's that so, good so good. One. If you think there's any Irish celebrity, can you think of any that you would love to roast? Irish celebrity? Mm. Let me think of an Irish celebrity. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get one. I just did a movie with one. With one? <laughs> yeah, one, one of them. One. <laughs> I did a movie with one. Uh, he was in some Harry Potter movies. Um, uh-huh. Give me three. Give me okay. three. Okay, let's say if you could have Conor McGregor. Conor is, right? Conor okay. Irish, yes. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce is a big one. Or Saoirse Ronan. I would go. I would go with Pierce. Mm, interesting choice. You know why? Why? Because you only see Pierce one way. It's perfect. It's, it's like the pristine. The, the, yes, it's like a very polished, polished version of a man. Sort of pick and poke. That'd be fun. I'd love to see if you could take yes, that as well. That'd be fun. Because I feel if you were to roast Conor McGregor, he would love it. He would love. He it. would be like unbelievable. Keep he them would, coming. He would love it. He can take. Because he's like you taking all that time to think about me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he would. Yeah, he, he would start would tweeting it out. He then he'd be like, yes, yes, yes. He would eat it up. But yeah. definitely a great person, uh, and I feel like a, a person that that wears that Ireland that Ireland pride mm-hmm. very well. Very he's, well. He's, he's very much proud of where he's come from, and and he doesn't hide it at all. I think that's an amazing thing for anybody. Completely. And Kevin, I heard that you pitched this idea for this movie to the producer Will Packer at 4am in the morning yeah. in a club actually here in London. We were in London. We were How at the did... Box. We are at a club called The Box. The Box. And we were, we were definitely uh, drinking. Um, <laughs> we were drinking. And, you know, my mind is a mind that's constantly wandering. Mm-hmm. I'm always thinking, always figuring out what the next move behind the move is. And the idea hit me, and I was like, you know what would be funny? If if I did a movie where 
it's basically embracing night school with adults that have somewhat of a high school behavior. Immature, childlike adults that have to go through night school. There's something there. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, just think about it. The Breakfast Club was dope because these people were together and it was character driven. Mm -hmm. So what if the characters of these adults are just childish, misfitish, Mm -hmm. and they got to be in night school? It could be dope. And he was like, I mean, you got to finish flushing it out, but that's great. He's like, I'm going to do it. Watch. And, and wasn't the Carrie char- character originally a man? Yes. And yes. then you, because they was asking me if I could be a man. Well, and I was oh, like, well, no. You're like, thanks for that, no. firstly. First of all, when but we y'all can rewrite her, it. When we asked her that, it was when she was, Tiffany's voice is very deep. In the it is. And he's like, we don't know if that's your thing. <laughs> you know, if it is, we're interested in and playing with some risk here. Uh, no, but, you know, in the beginning of it, like, literally, it was just about developing and figuring out a way to make it work. And the biggest piece of the puzzle, I said, we need some of everybody in the movie. Yeah. And that's where the diversity came in. Because I wanted it to be a movie that everybody felt like they could watch, everybody could relate to, which is why you see such a diverse cast in the film. This book is kind of thick. I thought it'd be more like a leaflet. If you're not going to do the work, drop the class. No, I'm going to do the work. You'll see. We'll see. Yes, we will. Great. Superb. Excellent. Good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be a financial analyst? I am, and it starts immediately. I've been waiting on the Lord to bring me a pint-sized little man who can fill this out. Come and get your chicken from the Lord. You take that test, or I tenderize your ass. I rebuke you. Take this damn suit off. Are you trying to get your GED? Are you trying to get your GED? Yes. You can get out my way, bitch. My suspicions were correct. Boom. You're clinically dumb. There is no cure for what you have. Oh, my God. I got learning herpes. I got the gift to keep on giving. Boy. So. <laughs> Learning herpes, eh? <laughs> Learning herpes. Uh, herpes. I'm going to start using that. I definitely have learning herpes. Yeah, mm. I think it's contagious. Definitely. Uh, so, that was Tiffany. That was Kevin. I have loved Tiffany since Girls' Night. Girls' Trip? Girls', Girls trip. trip, which yeah. I thought was hilarious. Water Whopper. It was one of my favorite uh, movies of last year. Kevin... Hmm. He can be hit and miss for uh, me. I always just love him for that bit in the forty-year-old virgin when he absolutely loses. Remember, like you know, uh, he goes, you know, uh, you, you let's move forward amicably. You know, you're using a lot of big words. I don't really know what they mean. I'm going to take it as a sign of disrespect. Yeah, close yeah. the sale and help me move on. Yeah, he likes. So since then, I've always kind of had a soft spot for him. He can be great. Like I loved uh, Central Intelligence. I thought it was really funny in the Jumanji remake sequel thing. But like then there's like Ride Along, and the one he did with, um, uh. Oh no, that was right. They all kind of right blend. They all, some of them <laughs> just blend into the same film. Yeah, so he can be. Yeah, he can be hit or miss for me. So tell me, is did I, is Night School a hit or a miss? It depends on what you're looking from it. Like it's full of laughs. It's hilarious. Like if you're looking for an easy watch, 100 percent go to see it. Like most comedies, like the storyline isn't anything that's going to blow your mind or change your outlook on life. But it is, It like, he plays a very good role in it. I laughed so much during the show. Like, I think it's definitely worth seeing, but just don't go into it looking for too much from it. Right. It's just oh. like a fun, but It's a soft kind of comedy. Like, it's one of those movies you can look at your phone for a while, come back, and you haven't missed anything. Do you, do you look at your phone in the cinema? 
No, I'm saying like if you were watching okay. it once it comes out on DVD. Okay, got yeah. you, got you, got you. Because yeah. we were about to have a massive argument right here, Denise. No, <laughs> I wouldn't be looking at my phone, but you know that style of movie. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's an easy, easy watch. Sure. And how's Tiffany? Is it like a next step in her uh, career ladder or? I think definitely. Like I think with every film, she is just killing it and she is getting way more known. Mm-hmm. I I know back before Girls Trip, I kind of was like Tiffany Haddish, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But now she's becoming like a well-known name and I think definitely we're going to see her in a lot more. Yeah, like she recently won a, what's it, the Emmys for mm-hmm. SNL, was it? For, for mm-hmm. her host in SNL and she's now been announced for one of the characters in the Lego movie too. So she's going to be huge. She's going to be and huge. it makes me happy because if my wife makes a lot of money it means I don't have to exactly. work anymore she's just, definitely you can just stop showing just up retire. here be like own. plus it's awkward when I have to re- review my wife's movies because if I don't like one like it's, it, we're gonna fight exactly I think we'll come to this time of 2019 and we'll be like Tiffany Haddish like mm. what an actress so, um, I'm wondering why Rory lies to his wife yeah. well you know She'll be, she'll, be, she'll be on the big review ski with us. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Like, Fingers we should crossed. never replace you, Denise. You Thank can replace you. Alan, but Thank Tiffany can't replace you. No. So you'd give it a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Fan- Go to see it. It's funny. It's hilarious. Fantastic. Denise, thanks so much for dropping by. Thank you for having me. Thank you for talking to the famous people and, and letting us listen to your fantastic words. It was it was so much fun. And if Owen tries to go back next week, I don't think we should let him. I'm going to change the locks. It's happening. Lock the podcast. (laughs) So up next, Paul, before we get to your review of the new Netflix super dark thriller, Hold the Dark, here is a clip from the trailer. Dear Mr. Core, three days ago, my son Bailey was taken by wolves. No one in the village will hunt them. My husband will come home from the war soon. I must have something to show him. So you come to kill him? To kill the one that took him? I came to help if I can. To explain this if I can. That Mm. is a clip from Netflix's new super dark thriller, Hold Dead Dark. Uh, We don't normally do Netflix reviews, but uh, I think we d- we did one for Annihilation. We, and we did uh, the awful Cloverfield film, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah, we try and forget about that one, don't we? Yeah, like I, I guess we'll only talk about the ones that are really uh, Netflix exclusives and probably are worth talking about. And this one definitely is because the name alone, Jeremy Saulnier, is uh, uh, yeah. You, you know, I'm a huge fan of his work because he's done Green Room and uh, Blue, Blue Room. Room. Yeah. Both of which are two of, the, two of my favorite thrillers of the last decade. Uh, what's the plot? Basically, as you heard in the trailer, um, we have a young mother whose child disappears, who she says was abducted by a pack of wolves, uh, despondent and uh, heartbroken in the middle of Alaska. Her husband is away uh, at war and she has one person to turn to who's uh, Jeffrey Wright, you know, from uh, Casino Royale and Westworld. He's kind of an author slash uh, outdoorsman who wrote a book about... um, hunting wolves and, and killing them and obviously no same person would just respond to a letter that from someone they don't know but he seems to be passing through the area um, looking to meet with his daughter and something about the words that you heard there in the trailer really resonate with him and he goes to meet this uh, this uh, character played very well by um, Riley Keough and he hears more about the kid but ultimately after he goes to track down the wolves he returns to find a far more sinister turn 
to this child's abduction. Um, yeah, it's this is a very strange one to talk about in terms of the. Is it because it's like spoilery? No, I, I think it's it's deliberately a film that emphasizes mood over plot or logic. Uh, this it's beautiful to look at like it's set in Alaska and like just like Green Room you do get those beautiful shots of nature and the open spaces and Saulnier is a director that's obsessed with that ominous sense of dread and uh, violence as well he seems fixated on it and he he can create a set piece and there are three or four of them in this that are exquisite which one in particular which I'll talk about more but just like kind of True Detective which is interesting because he walked away from directing season three mm-hmm. this taps into the kind of like you know the urban cult legends at some points there's mention of um, I'm not going to give too much away of of blood curses and these uh, Alaskan um, groups and you know wolves uh, sometimes uh, you know they eat the youngest one of their group and even if it's a baby they'll, t- they'll tear them apart and kind of how the characters kind of tie into this but it's more concerned with just asking these questions you'll know what I mean when you get to the ending that this is a film that's very preoccupied with the mood and the tone uh, of the characters without giving too much answer. So if you're looking for like a methodical, oh, the killer was revealed in the first five minutes and I guessed it all along and here's like a detective mystery. It's not that film at all. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, the characters are really well drawn out. Jeffrey Wright looks far older than he is in this because he gives a really like Leo Revenant's world beaten, you know, despondent guy who you'd almost believe has kind of lived in the wild for all these years. He plays it off really well. They t- and Alexander Skarsgård is very good. He's the soldier you heard mentioned in the trailer who's um, uh, in, in Fallujah. And what Solnier does very well is that he mixes up the kind of the stories. Now, as beautiful as the cinematography is, you, these films do kind of tend to run the risk of, okay, there's only so many ways you can film snow. But after one, the, let's say the first third of the film close, it instantly jumps to Fallujah and follows him with that kind of very ominous if you saw him in True Blood and stuff like that mm. that kind of cold vacant dead almost nothing behind the eyes he's very good at playing that character and the scene he's introduced in in Iraq is fairly grisly but um, ultimately it's strange because the big set piece unlike the Meg when we said the big set piece happened before the end the big set piece in this is one of the most brilliant shootouts I've seen it's like something you'd see from a Sam Peckinpah film like The Wild Bunch That's it ought to remind me of that mm-hmm. whereas rather than most directors would be like you know what I'm going to do I'm going to have my bang for my book literally I'm going to have five minutes of carnage suddenly it just draws this out like a knife like the tension is just dragged out for about 20 minutes and you can't look away I mean it's incredibly gory you see the effects of what bullets do to flesh when they rip through them but yet the film still has a bit more to go after that and he delivers it really well it's such a hard film to describe because it's nothing if you're thinking a murder mystery it's not really it's about what these broken characters would get up to in such a harsh unforgiving landscape and between the three of them Wright, uh, Kyo and um, Skarsgård they really do pull it off but nothing is really wrapped up in a neat little package um, but in terms of mood and tone it does stay with you but it's not a instant visceral cult classic like I say Green Room is and Green Room is an extraordinary film mm. where everything is kind of oh you can understand the logic you understand the plot this is more I would say an exercise in style but it is incredibly stylish and it gets away with kind of the ambiguity of it because as I mentioned there are about three or four set pieces in this that really elevated from kind of your more ponderous thrillers that go nowhere in my opinion 
Right. I'm not. I'm not fully sure if you've recommended it or not. It sounds I would like t- <laughs> you talked a lot. You're like it's stuff, and it looks good. And I'm like, is it good? Is it yeah, good? I li- I enjoyed it. I was never bored watching it, okay. which is probably the best thing I can say. The performances are strong, and he knows how to create tension. Um, it's just the the why and the logic. You'll be kind of questioning yourself, okay. like as like, geez, like really, what, what was what was the point of even? It's based on a book. So I presume the book taps into kind of the the spiritual lore and, you know, mm. the fact that, you know, Alaska obviously only has like something like six hours or whatever it is of light and it can drive people a bit mad and stuff like that. But if you are if you want to wonder like why it is they do it, I walked away from the film like, okay, I don't really get it. And the ex- explanation for this child's disappearance wasn't particularly fleshed out too much, but I did enjoy it and I would recommend it probably more than some of your cliched stuff okay you'd see okay but I'm very I, I, I'm curious now why he walked away from True Detective because having I'm a massive fan of the first season having seen some of the imagery in this and some of the, the I don't know how to describe it, like the, the mystique of the cult's cult horror I can see like yeah well I kind of scratched that itch I don't want to do it in True Detective which was kind of famous for so I'm curious did he just think I hedge my bets with this property or like I'm not going to do the same thing twice I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. But if you're an action junkie, the shootout is fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Well, that's out uh, on Netflix on Friday the 28th. It is. So, like, this weekend. Uh, If you do watch it, please do tweet us in at the big review. And if you haven't seen Green Room, check that out. Oh, God. Yes. And Blue Room. Like, they're both, they're both fantastic. Okay. We've got one more quick review. Uh, There is no clip for this because it is uh, a lot in French. So if you just kind of pretend we played a clip right here. Très bien. That's where it was. Um, okay, so the film is called Climax. It's the new film from Gaspar Noé, who uh, previously did the likes of Irreversible and Enter the Void. He is known for oh, geez, pushing that, every single that boundary. That start of Irreversible absolutely scared me. Yeah, that's that's fair. The school. Uh, uh. Yeah, does, he, he does a lot with cinema that a lot of people don't go near and this is another example of that it's uh, it starts off with a group of mostly French but there's also some American uh, dancers in there so there's all these beautiful people in their early 20s Uh, the only one you recognise is Sophia Bateller who was in Star Trek Beyond and The Kingsman and The Mummy Hotel Artemis yeah she was a professional dancer before she uh, became uh, an actress Um, and there's all these people are putting on a new show and they're they're practicing it in a kind of semi-abandoned school that's in the wilderness like just completely covered with snow and it's going really really well after three days so they decide to have a little party to celebrate um, and a DJ comes out and he plays this immense uh, soundtrack that's got like Daft Punk and Soft Cell and uh, who, who does Window Liquor? Johnny Logan no Aphex Twin thank you I always get those two mixed up as well so easy it's a white Uh, suit like the the soundtrack is properly brilliant and they're having a great time Uh, someone made Sangria and it's gone down really well except someone laced the Sangria with LSD um, and for the first half of the film it is legit sounds like a comedy oh it's not for (laughs) for the first half of the film it is legitimately the the horniest film I've ever seen that's saying something in my life like it is the most perfectly Rory you only watch horny films accurate it is it is the most perfectly encapsulated 
visualization of sexualization I've ever seen in my life because everyone in the film is beautiful and they're all just like really feeling themselves for the first half uh, and then they also you are doing a great job of selling this to me I have you. to say and to everyone here listening and then the second half happens where they all start to get a bit paro because they're like oh wait a second I think I've been drugged which one of you drugged me and then they all start to turn on each other and it is the most visceral horror film ever and the gear switch from like this is kind of sexy you guys to the second half of oh my god why can't this film end I just want it to be over a more accurate I'm, representation of my Saturday nights then yeah it's just like a rando first date on Tinder for me as well but uh, yeah like the it is one of the best cinematic experiences I've ever had cause really the, 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 going from this is really sexy too this is a fucking nightmare <laughs> uh, and the director just pulls it off so so well Sounds a bit like kind of Carrie, but like it's got it's got um a kind of what was uh yeah Suspiria vibe where yeah. it's like they're in a it's a lot of dancers in a in a haunted place and it's kind of got a very sexy vibe but you notice something terrible is going on mm. uh, behind behind the scenes. Um, I'm like, kind of hoping the Neon Demon would be like that, you know, mm. the beautiful people that was pitched to horror. It wasn't really that type. You know? No, this yeah. is like this whole film is an hour and a half long, barely. And I think it, it takes place over the course of an hour and a half. Mm. And just the descent from, well, the ascension into everyone having a great time and the, the huge kamikaze descent into everyone starting to uh, turn on each other is is just amazing. If you can, if there's any cinema near you and you're looking for something completely different, I cannot recommend it enough. It is one of the best films I've seen this year. Reminding me a bit of Mother as well for the first time. I was and like, is it was like, uh, like, like Irreversible was like real, it was like you describe it now as, I think that was before the Gorno trend and all the hostile mm. stuff. There was like very visceral horror, but like real horror. This is more. This is because everyone uh, is on LSD, and the director tries his best to Film really trips. visualize what that must feel like. Uh, it doesn't like you know put filters on the camera and think like oh you're tripping out. Like he does it with the camera work, and there is like a lot of oh, I don't feel great watching this. Um, so yeah, if you if there is a cinema near you uh, showing it, I cannot recommend it enough. Um, yeah, so that's <laughs> so that's climax. Uh, but we're nowhere near the climax of the show. We still got a bit to go before we get to uh, Owen's competition high clue. We actually have last week's exam. No, we've last week's competition high clue uh, for anyone who didn't get it, which was me. Yeah, and, I'm pretty sure I didn't. And Paul. I can't remember it. So if I can't remember it, then I'm pretty it sure it doesn't bode well. But let's see if Paul can actually, or not bode, if Paul can give us the answers to last <laughs> week's one. Hello again, it's Owen. I'm back. And I know I hinted at it earlier in the show, but the reason I can't be there today is because due to my complete, um, completely horrible acts of heresy last week the high council of high clues has banished me actually from the show but i have managed to sneak back in to do more high clues so there you go um well last week's one first of all uh, i'll just read it out quickly was first phoenix leader phoenix with a capital p thelma and louise's man entertaining birds that was first phoenix leader thelma and louise's man entertaining birds um one person actually got the correct answer this week and it was somebody called ham sandwich two um not ham sandwich one ham sandwich two which is an interesting name to give uh, your child but congratulations to them and also a special shout out to the dearly departed and ex big reviewski gang member laura holland who got in touch to say i'm still no good at these but we believe in you laura you'll get one someday the answer to that one was gladiator 
And the reason was, uh, first Phoenix leader was a reference to Richard Harris because he was the first uh, leader of the Order of the Phoenix in Harry Potter. As well as that, he was also uh, Joaquin Phoenix's dad and leader uh, in the film. So uh, that was that line. Thelma and Louise's man, not Brad Pitt, not Harvey Keitel, nobody else. It was Ridley Scott who was the director of Thelma and Louise and also the director of Gladiator. And the final line was entertaining birds. The two birds uh, that were referenced there were, again, Phoenix, as in Joaquin Phoenix, and Crow, as in Russell Crowe. And as Russell Crowe says, are you not entertained? Or something along those lines. So the answer was Gladiator. I would have liked that sneaky, sneaky so and so. Yeah, I would have liked on to see our collective expression when he. It did get the Richard Harris thing, but I was fixated on Brad Pitt. Yeah, well, we all are. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, fucking Ridley Scott. I know. <laughs> he's done forgot. every. He's done so many films. Like, come on. Yeah, that's true. It's a lot. It's a lot. But okay. So as he said, one person got that one right. Uh, Ham Sandwich Two, the sequel to Irish band Ham Sandwich. I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, the con- second bite. Congrats to you. Uh, here is this week's competition IQ. You know, for someone who's not in the show, he's in the show a lot. And I love the way he said, yeah, Laura didn't get understand. He never gets them too. Accurate. Look at him. Throwing stones from far away. Now it's time for this week's competition high clue. So uh, big brains and big pens and big sheets of paper. I don't know. At the ready. Um, here we go. Departed Donald. Ferris Foe. Father's Ed's Girl Black and White Dark Night So those three lines again Departed Donald That's Donald as in the name with a capital D The middle line is Ferris as in F-E-R-R-I-S the name Foe F-O-E Father's Ed's Ed's is E-D apostrophe S as in the name Girl So Ferris Foe Father's Ed's Girl and the final line is black and white dark night I think it's I think it's actually an easier one this week and I think that's because I'm scared I don't want to mess up anymore anyway uh, that's it I'll, I'll chat to you later good luck bye bye alright alright Shafter see you bye alright bye time's up that was great I was going. <laughs> <laughs> I was completely wrapped seamless. up seamless I was just picking up the cues Ferris what do you think? Ed's girl. Anything mm. come to mind? I need to think about it. There's a lot of stuff there. Like, Well, it's again, it's not for us. It's for, yeah, us, that's for, true. The, for the listeners. Um, departed, departed Donald. Well, I'm thinking someone in The Departed, which is... That's fair. Yeah. But and there can't be too many famous Donalds. He, he says this one's easier. He's done a me and said, oh, why can't you get it immediately, stupid? Thanks, Owen. Yeah. If you uh, can't figure that one out, do tweet us at Big Reviews He. Uh, and then we can pretend we knew all along uh, and just be like oh we got that yeah yeah, you're right I guess uh, showgirls it's, we haven't it hasn't been showgirls in a while yeah to be fair alright so what's Paul, that about <laughs> <laughs> Paul if your recommendation isn't showgirls we've made a terrible it's, mistake it's like showgirls okay it's, it's the closest thing you can get to it showgirls it's, uh, it's got Christian Bale Oh, this seems to be a problem already, but go on. It's uh, it's got Russell Crowe. I. It's got Ben Foster. It's a western like Showgirls. It's yeah. got horses like Showgirls. I feel we need to watch Showgirls yeah. for you to. And uh, it involves a train that uh, you know is hijacked. Oh, please don't. Okay, that's, that's the plot of Showgirls, right? Yes. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. 
and uh, Elizabeth Berkeley is in Tree Tent to Yuma too. Okay. Yeah, so that's <laughs> James Mangold directed the two films as well. So that's the. That's There's a lot of connections there yeah. I was completely unaware of. You see, it's uh, maybe I just have the director's cut edition of the uh, very, very good under and underrated western. Three Tens Yuma, uh, James Mangold did it, uh, which has a very good cast actually, which Ben Foster, I think, steals the whole mm, film, to be honest. Very good. Um, Mangold would later go on to do Logan and he did Walk the Line. And yeah, he did this after Walk the Line actually. And it never really did too much at the box office but ever since it was released it kind of has a cult following and uh, the action's very good as you'd expect from the likes of Bale and Crow the performance are, are very very strong and yeah one of those films that uh, if you haven't seen it I would strongly check out because I think you'll really, really like it it's very different so when and where is that on? that is on TG4 on Friday at 5 past 9 so apologies anyone outside of Ireland but you can't watch this. Yeah, that's true. It's only on We're, TV. We have massive, massive following outside of Ireland. Ah. Uh, yeah. To the numbers of... Uh, it's just huge. Iceland, China. Yep. Zimbabwe. Okay. Congo. Do you want me to just keep no, naming I countries? I no. don't, no. Lapland. That's a country, right? It is, I yeah. think. Narnia. No. Narnia. No. Lapland, <laughs> Lapland's in Finland, isn't it? Yeah. It's where yeah. Santi's from, and he's a big fan. Yeah, big fan. Uh, so that's it for this week's episode of the Big Review Ski. I think we can stay we here and do more. Like, I mean, I actually didn't notice that Owen wasn't even here. Rory, such well, a pleasant company. Denise was Denise was pretty great, and we did a Tiffany and uh, Kevin. But next week, oh, very exciting! Bradley <gasps> Cooper in what well, you've seen it I have and you're uh, raving about it I yeah it is he's uh, <laughs> still heartbroken it's it's uh, it's a weepy you'll have to bring along the tissues for A Star Is Born we will be reviewing that next week and talking to director star and co-writer Bradley Cooper about that so that's a pretty cool it's the Irish exclusive Irish exclusive you guys only us get to speak to him future Oscar winner potentially like he's been nommed a few times now so we'll see Uh, and next week's releases also include Venom which um, I'm not I'm not I'm we'll very, see it. I'm, we'll very, see it. I'm very excited yeah. to see it let's put it that way I'm very yeah. excited to see Venom and also I'm forgetting one there's another one out next is week is it uh, Rosie? no, no that's, that's, that's the week after let's, let's talk about this there's we'll Venom A Star is Born and there's definitely a third one there's definitely a third one you guys <laughs> and we'll have the answer for that soon <laughs> is that right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's coming out it's coming out in cinemas next week so look blame Owen <laughs> blame Owen for not knowing that, that was his one job yeah. was to remember the name of the third film yeah it's and he didn't gone. do it he and didn't he didn't do show it. up he didn't do it yeah. alright so that's that. That's this week uh, we will be talking to you next week hopefully with Owen returning uh, yeah actually, maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm kind of digging this, Bradley, digging this Bradley dynamic Cooper. That's, Bradley true. Cooper. that's true till then take it easy Thank <laughs> you.